around the world, locally, with family and friends, House of Destiny International Ministries presents Senior Pastor Dr. Larry Manley with today's message of a spiritually vibrant connection with God. We hope that you will enjoy the viewing. once again to bring the ark back to its place of peace in Jerusalem. Jerusalem means city of peace. But before that, I want to give you some background on this so that we can set the stage so that we can understand that what God is trying to teach us here are various things that we need to know about ourselves. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day about people looking for the Garden of Eden and it's been here all the time within. And they're looking everywhere. People been looking for the Ark of the Covenant all over the place. They want to find the Ark. Well, this is it right here. This is it right here. This is the Ark. This is the one that guides us. This is the one that gives us the power. This is the Ark of God right here. If you're looking for the Ark of God, get in the book. Get in the book, and you'll find the power of God. You'll find the guidance of God. You'll find the instructions of God. And that's all the ark did. It guided them. It instructed them. It gave them power. Ain't that what the Spirit of God does? Ain't that what the Word of God does? So if you're looking for the ark of God, here it is right here. So let's take it in the spirit realm, and let's see what God is doing here. All right. Now, previous to this, David... Let's go back to Saul. The ark was taken from Israel, from the Philistines, back in Saul's day. And it stayed seven months with the Philistines before the Philistines caught sickness. And how many of y'all know God's word to turn on you? You see, the word Philistine represents the carnal person that's rolling in his carnal aspirations, the flesh. And sometimes our flesh takes and places this word, this ark, in captivity, does it not? All of us can identify with that. And... It stayed there for seven months because seven represents perfection. And when we find ourselves caught up in our flesh, then the word of God is perfectly imprisoned within us. And when we try to bind up the word of God, it will react. On us. This word will react on us. And it will do harm 
to us. And we're going to see in the scripture just what this thing will do. This ark that we, as the priest of the Most High God, carry around, right? Because only the priest can carry the ark. And we're priests of the Most High God, you see. And we're kings also. And only we can carry this word, this ark, effectively. Hear me now. So after seven months, it was released by the Philistines. See, there comes a point in our life when we have to allow God's word to be released from the bondage that we hold it in. Because we're bad about holding God's word hostage. Not knowing that God's word will react to all hostage takers. You understand what I'm saying? I say God's word will react to all hostage takers. America, you will be punished. We're right at the door. God's word is true. God will raise up a people to chastise this nation just like he did in the days of old. He still does it. Because we as a nation, we're trying to hold God's word hostage. Are we not? Okay. Watch what God is going to do here shortly. Here we are. The word of God, the ark, is released after seven months from the Philistines. And they send... A gold, five gold mice and five gold hemorrhoids to golden hemorrhoids to with the ark. And they set oxen in front of it and wherever it wanted to go, they just wanted to get it from them. And it's <laughs> yeah. And it stopped in a place called Kerjath Jerim. Kerjath Jerim means city of forest. City of forest represents our encounter with our own strength. So for 22 years after the ark left the Philistines, it stayed in the city of forest, Kerjath, Kerjim. And if you count 22, 2 plus 2 equals 4, which means it's total. It's a total dissipation of strength. Before David saw fit to go and get that ark. I'm just laying the groundwork where you can understand what's going on here. Now, on their way back to Jerusalem from Kerjath, Jerim, there's this guy named Yuza. Yuza means one's own strength. It's related to the city of forest, you see. On the way, the wagon tipped. 
And Uzzah took his hand, his own strength, and tried to stabilize what God was doing. You ever did that? You ever took your own strength and tried to handle God's word? Well, that's what he did. That's what he did. That's what we do. See, all God is doing is trying to show us the mistakes that we're making. Now, watch what David does. Now, David means beloved of God. It's the soul that is saved and clothed in righteousness. That's what David means. He's a king, we're a king. Once our soul is clothed, saved and clothed in righteousness, we're kings too. There's a correlation between us and David because the Bible says that we are a, what kind of priesthood? Royal priesthood. Royal. You got to know your royalty. You got to know who you are. You understand what I'm saying? You got to know your royalty. When you know your royalty, you'll walk in it, you'll talk in it, you'll dress in it, you'll be it. What's inside of you has got to show outside. Whatever it is working in you will show on the outside of you. Can't help it. It is what it is. So, David, he gets this idea to go and get the ark. But David ain't sanctified. David ain't got the right clothes on. I'm going to show you this in a minute. See, a lot of times we try to do God's will, but we ain't clothed with the right stuff. So David, he, he meant well. But he wasn't qualified yet. So what did he do? He went and got a man killed. He got used a kill. Mm -hmm. So watch what David does. Let's get into the text. David gained some respect for God. And he gained some respect of how God intends for things to be done in his house. And verse 27 says, And David, which is the soul that's saved and clothed in righteousness. First Chronicles 15, 27. Are we there? Now this is after Uzziah died. He takes this thing, and if you look backwards over here in verse uh, 25. When Uzzah died, it scared David, and David left the ark in a man's house called Obed-Edom. Obed-Edom is one who works in the flesh. So he was a worker of the flesh. He was a carnal person. But David stops off and he gives, or he leaves this ark in the presence of Obed-Edom. And when he leaves it, he leaves it there for three months. Three is the resurrection, a period of resurrection. The whole time that that ark was left in that carnal man's house, that man was blessed. His whole house was blessed. Wonder why? 
because he allowed God to resurrect him during that time. And as he was being resurrected during that three month, called three means resurrection, see, God was releasing blessings into his house. You see, what I'm trying to tell you, church, is all God wants you to do is to be willing. The Bible say, if you just be willing and obedient, then I will accept that which you have over that which you have not. He said, if you be willing and obedient, you will eat from the good of the land. You see, even though Obed or Obed Edom was a carnal man, he was ready to see what this art, this word was all about. And because he was open to it, God began to bless him. He could have said no to David. David, I don't want this here. But no, because this thing was dangerous. See, this word is dangerous that we say we believe in. It'll turn on you. It will. It'll turn on you. This word, this word puts something on you. His word says that, look, if you do what I tell you to do, I'll bless you. But if you don't, I'll curse you. And God says, now, I'm the Lord and I change not. So his word, he's placed above all his name, so it is what it is. And that's all it is. And I'm not going to try to make it anything else, but exactly what it is. So Obed, Edom, he began to get blessed. And he likes this. He likes it. He likes being blessed. So David, after three months, David... He goes and gets himself together. Now look, at, look over here in verse 27 again. Because before David wasn't clothed right. But look in verse 27. And David was clothed with what? A robe of what? Fine linen. See, he had that spiritualized robe on now. In other words, he had gotten sanctified. He knew not to go back playing with this unless he knew what he was doing. See, you don't play with this unless you know what you're doing. You don't teach this unless you know what you're doing. You don't do what's in here unless you know what you're doing. Because you know why? You can cook up some stuff which is brew. You can cook up something out of this Bible. And it'll backfire on you and a whole lot of other people. I'm trying to help the church this morning. And David was clothed with a robe of linen, and all the Levites, that word Levite means joined or attached, see, in being in covenant. See, that's what the assembly got to be. It's got to be in covenant. And, and all the Levites, because they the priests, that bear the what? Only the priests can bear the ark. Only the priests can bear the ark. And the singers and Chedaniah which means God establishes the master of the song with the singers. And David also had upon him what we call an ephod of linen, which is pure thought. See, his thoughts had become sanctified. He had on now the right robe, and he was thinking right now. You see what was going on here? He had been, he had, he was established now. See, he had his praise going right. He had everybody in position. See, everything got to be right. 
Thus all of Israel, look here, 28. Thus all Israel, not some, but all Israel brought up the ark of the covenant of the Lord. See, we're all supposed to be carrying this word with shouting. And with the sound of the cornet and the trumpets and with the cymbals making a noise with psalteries and harps. And it came to pass as the ark of the covenant of the Lord came to the city of David that Michelle, that's his wife, that Saul's daughter, that he married, that David married, the daughter of Saul looking out a window saw King David dancing and playing, and she did what? Where did she despise him at? In his heart. Tell you something. When you're doing what God wants you to do, and when you're praising God the way that you're supposed to praise God, you better bet you're going to have some haters. Who was this hater? His wife. What did Jesus say about haters? He said, your worst foe will be in your own household, Matthew 10, 36. Go there, you'll see it. The one that hates you the most will be right there. Why? Because this man was praising God the way he spoke of praising. And she couldn't stand it because it was all about Michelle. Any of y'all women like that? I'm just asking. The reason I'm asking because if you are, then check yourself before you wreck yourself. First Chronicles, chapter 16, verse 1. So they brought the ark and set it in the midst of the tent. Notice where they set it at. That tent represents your mind. The word of God got to be set right in the midst of your mindset that David had pitched it for, for it. See, David had pitched the place for this thing. See, you got to decide where this word is going to be placed in your mind. Is it going to place it in the midst, in the center, or you going to place it on the side or the back? You know how we do. It's up to you as to where you place this ark in your mind. It says that he pitched for it and they burnt. They offered burnt offerings, sacrifice, or burnt sacrifices and peace offerings before God. Burnt sacrifice represents, means to ascend upon high. Well, you can't ascend upon high unless you're right and clothed in the right stuff. You can't ascend upon high unless your mindset is in the right place. You can't ascend upon high unless you in the place of peace with God. Because all chaos can't get in on God. Chaos can't get up there. It won't, it won't happen. See, it's too much chaos in the airways to let it get up there. That's what that's the Prince of the Air's uh, uh, job to keep stuff going all the time. So, verse 2 says, and when David had made an end of offering the burnt offerings, and the peace offerings. He blessed the people in the name of the Lord. And he dwelt to, and he dealt to every one of Israel, both man and woman, to every one a loaf of bread. He gave him the word of God and a good piece of flesh. That flesh means freshness, 
See, revelational knowledge will refresh your spirit. It'll make you fresh again. And a flagon of wine, because the wine represents your spirit. Your spirit will be renewed. So it's three things that he gives his people. He gives them the bread of life. He gives them a fresh anointing. And he gives them a new spirit, a flagon of wine. And he appointed certain of the Levites, not just anybody, but he appointed certain of the Levites to do what? Minister before the ark of the Lord and to record and to thank and praise the Lord God of Israel. Not just anybody, but he appointed certain ones to do this. Because like I was saying now, you can think like David did when he got user killed. You can think that this is the right way to do this thing. But we wind up getting somebody really, really, really messed up. All of us have an anointing on our life. He said even when we were just a few, he still had that inheritance for us. That's his word. It's never been in numbers. See, some people get excited about numbers. Don't you know that the more numbers you got, the less saved people you got? That means more work, more headache, more insanity. Let me tell you something. Oh, I hear somebody laughing. I must have hit something. Is it true? God ain't never been interested in numbers. He don't care nothing about that. God don't care nothing about what that building looked like. God care about what them sheep look like up in there. What them sheep look like. What kind of gold you carry. Yeah, you got quantity, but what kind of gold you carry. Remember, I always use this scenario. They might go through tens of tons of rock and debris just to get an ounce of gold. That's pretty deep. That, that, that ought to shake you right there. They go through all of this just to get that little bit of gold, but that little bit is so precious. I rather have. See, I know gold when I see it. Fake gold can't hang here. Do you understand what I'm saying? Only the real deal can hang here. This is place like transit authority. Why? Because it's a lot of fakes coming through. And when they see that this place is real, they usher up out of here. But the real gold keep coming back. The real gold. Hello? See, gold is expensive. Gold is good on the stock market. On God's stock market, it's even better. You got any gold in you? You must be you're here. I ain't talking about that old glitter stuff, that old fake stuff that look like gold. They call it fool gold. It's got a form of godliness, but it did not <laughs> power thereof, you know, that kind. Your soul's at stake. 
Do you understand that you'll go to hell, people? Or do you still believe in hell? How many of y'all believe hell still exists? Listen to one more line preacher is saying, if you want to, that God won't put you in hell. You set up. Just like lightning, he saw Satan fall. You do it to us too. Verse 37. Getting ready to close here. Just walking with you. So he left there before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, Asaph, and his brethren, to minister before the ark continually as every day's work required. I tell you that word day there means something is required of you. Well, Psalms 34, verse 1 through 3. Now this was Asaph's name, job. This is our job. Psalms 34, 1 through 3. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise will be continually in my mouth, and my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. And the humble shall heal and be what? Glad. See, if you ever boasting in the Lord and folk don't like it, they ain't humble. He said the humble shall hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Because sought the Lord, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles, back over here, 1 Chronicles 16, verse 38. Look who with him now. Remember Obed-Edom? Look where he is. He came with him, didn't he? Guess what? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. See, see he tasted and he saw that God was good. Now this was one who was a worker of the flesh. But he, he was open to God's word. And he tasted and he saw that the Lord was good. And when he saw it, oh man, you can't leave me behind. I'm coming with you. You can't leave me behind. See, once you taste God, you can't be left behind. See, 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 see the woman, she said, look. She pressed her way. She pressed her way. She pressed her way. Do you know what that woman went through that had that blood? Back in them times, bloody people couldn't even. They were unclean. They, and she was in the midst of the law and telling the law, back up, because I got to get to him. Because if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know that I'll be made whole. The Grecian woman, she's sitting at the table. She's saying, Jesus. She said, I need a little bit of this. He said, well, I can't give to you, to the dog, what's holy. I can't give the children's bread to the dog. Call a woman a dog. But she said, oh, yes, but master. She said, even the dog eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. If I, see, see, she knew that I don't have to have the whole loaf. All I need is the crumb because the same ingredients is in the crumbs that's in the whole loaf. If I can just get some crumbs, 
then, then, then I can get what I need to make the loaf. See, I don't need it all. I just need some of the crumbs because the crumbs that God got for me is more than man could ever give me. Just give me the crumbs. David said it like this. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. One day with the Lord is better than a thousand years. I don't care where I am in the house as long as I'm in here. I don't have to be up here doing this. All I want to do is hear the word. See, I'm a word man. All I want to do is just hear somebody give me the word. I don't need nothing there. Just give me the word. And I always told God, I said, I'm sick and I'm tired of these churches. Lord, if you ever make me a pastor, I'm going to have a church that's going to be a word church because it's the word of God that saves. It's the word of God that sanctifies us. It's the word of God that gives us power. It's the word of God that anoints us. It's God's word, his holy word, that takes us to the place called eternal life. So, 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 so I'm looking back at this thing now, and I'm seeing all that I done been through, how much I done took myself through. And I'm saying, thank you, Lord, every day. Every day. 